0: Yeah. Okay, so... Alright. It's uh, Labor Day mm-hmm. 2020. Yep. We have made it through that traditional stretch from Memorial Day to Labor Day, where if you're a East Coast wasp, it would now be extremely unacceptable for you to be wearing white uh, <laughs> to any sort of soiree. You would be considered very backwards and on non-fashionable if you, were, if you were i had it's gerald yeah,
1: i had no idea it was labor day weekend like until i i got like a text message from a a weed dispensary thing or like we got a labor mm-hmm. day deal or whatever you know and i was like oh what it's labor day oh interesting like i did you know because i haven't been working in shit so just so, so out of the <laughs> yeah. loop but uh yeah and it's also the the second day of the the like the what's called like what are called the forgotten days in the ethiopian calendar i guess and i was like looking into it and there's like five kind of days mm-hmm. at the end of a, you know like a cycle it goes back to like the coptic calendar um
0: right and the uh, pre-gregorian yeah
1: and so there's like these these five days that are like the birthdays of like um like a bunch of different like a few like the main egyptian gods which i found oh. interesting I and mean, it's also so, kind of relevant like, to the discussion kind of that we're thinking about having
0: yeah uh, the good old <laughs> The good old boys, Horus and Ra, and uh, mm-hmm. who was the jackal-headed one? Set, I think. Oh, Odo... No, was no. it Set? It's, it was the death one. Um, okay, yeah. I could look it up. I used to be into Egyptian gods when I was a kid, but th- I will admit, of all of the... Um, traditionally, all the like different gods that you learn about, mm. I was really fascinated by the Greek gods when I was a kid. Yeah. But I was terrified of the Egyptian gods. Like, yeah. Scared.
1: They are kind of scary. They're, uh, they're kind of ominous. Okay, let's see. It says, uh, so yesterday was the birth of Osiris. Today would be the birth of Horus. Tomorrow would okay. be the birth of Set. Then we've got Isis. And then we've got uh, Nephthys. Or Nephthys. Let's not
0: forget about Isis. <laughs> right. Um. That's that's so unfair. I wish they'd gone with Isil in the media right. instead I, of Isis. Initially,
1: I mean, yeah, not only that, and then the band got screwed, but they were already kind of ending, but... But yeah, that's yeah, unfortunate.
0: Yeah, how come, how come we don't get ISIS anymore where we still have to listen to Anthrax? That's no
1: good.
0: <laughs> Panopticon is better than anything that Anthrax has ever done. I'll say that for sure. I have sure. to agree, though, yeah. Um. Let's see what else is going on. I kind of knew it was Labor Day instinctively because I get this sort of like, uh-oh, the rednecks are wilding kind of thing here. <laughs> so I was noticing a lot more trucks with trailers on them. Sure, weekend warriors. Like, fifth wheels, and I've hearing, been hearing a lot of motorcycles all weekend, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, it's Labor Day. This is gonna be... Yeah. Gonna, gonna crash my ski-doo into the lodge and explode it at my son's gender reveal party, and <laughs> burn down Lake Havasu or something, you know. Burn down Whiskeytown Lake uh, infrastructure, because uh, I had to fucking, like, make an improvised explosive <laughs> and fucking... Uh, Roll a fucking dodge ram down a fucking hillside into a fucking uh, Seventh-day Adventist camp So I could tell everyone that my wife's pregnant with a daughter
1: That's the American Um, way
0: Yeah, yeah, for those of you who like three of you who may not know I'm referring to the East but San Bernardino fire that was started by some asshole with a fucking explosive on a gender reveal party Which this isn't even the first time this has happened
1: No, and i i well i think it's like that's obviously insanely stupid and generally reveal parties or i don't know i had never even heard about it until like recently <laughs> It's mm-hmm. like a concept but like what i was like yeah. i always thought that was a fascinating like article though just nonetheless like the tag like just that that's what the information is that they choose to include in in the headline um but yeah but it's it's yeah it's 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 because there's fires like all over the u.s and i was just watching a video of this guy who was showing all this shit and like Uh, relating it to just like you know fault lines and different things like that and and it's like it's insane I mean there's just like there's many reasons that there are fires and most of them have to do with like oil and fracking and other really big structural shitty issues that you know what I mean and it's like
0: yeah yes there's our just poor management
1: yeah sure sure totally but um Mm I mean that's like it's like what what Trump said almost though but as far as like you know (laughs) we California brought it on ourselves or whatever kind of thing but
0: oh yeah he, he was talking about like oh the idea of people like combing the forests of finland or something but mm-hmm. i remember being a little kid and like learning about trees that one of the ways in which they would spread their seeds around would be through wildfires yeah and i remember getting creeped out by the fact that there was a lot of plants like that where i was growing up and kind of thinking like well i've never seen a wildfire how come that doesn't happen anymore and then you kind of forget that we've somewhat we think we've removed ourselves from nature, which we most certainly have not. This will be the century of discovering that as uh, humans. Mm-hmm. Um, just a real quick thing. When I was a kid, a gender reveal party was just when you ran naked through your aunt's house for the first time because you thought it was funny. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, you hopped out of the bathtub to go, you know, fucking freak your aunt and uncle out or something. That was the what, what we call the gender reveal party. But um, no, it is, oh, hang on. There's one of those great aftermarket mufflers and motorcycle combos <laughs> that's zipping by my house right now because it's the holiday. All right, so yeah, uh, stupid shit's going down. A lot of it's human management. <clears throat> and so this seems like as good a time as any to talk about aliens.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, cause that's I <laughs> do mean, <it's... laughs> they know about us and are they
0: embarrassed by us?
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> what did Neil deGrasse Tyson say this recently too like the first thing I would ask aliens is if they came from a planet that also doesn't deny science or something like that but right one of his little snarky remarks but I mean yeah so I mean aliens like they. it seems like so irrelevant but it's also kind of like it's interesting because recently there was that navy um just you know disclosure leak whatever Mm -hmm. of that footage it was more so like them so supposedly confirming that it was legitimately something that they didn't know what it was, basically, right? Like, right. It's like, it,
0: it was, yeah, literally a UFO, an unidentified flying object.
1: Right. Right. And so, and this has been. And that this has been a, a movement, and it's been pushed by, this is where, so this is like a big, pretty big onion to unpack, really, like, in some of the, like, as far as, you know, there's the nuts and bolts crowd, right? There's people who believe that aliens crashed, and there's potentially little gray mm-hmm. men or something, or there's the technology from the UFOs that fell, or yada yada. Or there's in the people who just think it's all bullshit, it's a hoax, the military, yeah. like, like, whatever, is doing tests, right? I lean more on that side, but I also think it's a little bit more nuanced, but just as a kind of disclaimer. Yeah. But, um, but so that's being, but that's being headed. The whole reason why that was like started was because of the whole to the stars Academy, which, uh, is this thing that's got Tom DeLonge, right. From Blink-182, uh, (laughs) this started what, like in 2016-ish maybe, or uh, somewhere maybe a little bit earlier than that. I feel
0: like he's been doing it longer than that. Yeah, I think he's had, he's been in this for a minute, but I don't know how long that particular group's been around, but yeah, I,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, so like he basically, you know, was like kind of. I don't know, maybe the useful idiot or like the, at least the figurehead who kind of like put in front of this project. And he's like, OK, yeah, uh, to the sure. Stars Academy and we're going to start looking into UFOs and like and then that's simultaneously being um, kind of spearheaded by this guy named Luis Elizondo, who uh, mm-hmm. has a really strange just like background record. He's just kind of like probably a spook you know he's got just a mixed record and it's all kind of like people investigate him and they're like well it doesn't look like we can find anything on anything as far as his credentials say or having him worked here but then other people are like no he probably did and what's important is that this and yada yada and uh and so he's you know he's the one who's pushing the pentagon quote-unquote to get this information out like release it to the public come on we need to know so we can start doing research projects on this and having the public start helping us in the process of accumulating information about sightings okay so this is kind of like uh-huh. where we're at currently within like the 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 way that the way that MUFON <clears throat> which is the the mutual UFO um whatever I don't know the entirely the acronym but it's basically like the the main kind of mainstream U, ufologist kind of movement or yeah. group right that kind of like takes in stories has people that kind of talk on the history channel and all these kinds of things are kind of like interrelated mm-hmm. with this and they have scientific backgrounds oftentimes or or military backgrounds or some kind of weird things and they're all they're
0: like always guys who work for the military mm-hmm. but always also have like long hair and mustache. exactly people like, they're like they're bannon characters
1: band. like fringy but in like they're involved but like kind of as a joke you're like what the how, why is he? like yeah what to what extent and was like was he really involved was yeah. he being duped or was he kind of like a yeah, then they're weird characters. And so you're kind of like, what is, yeah, what's your mission? And uh, like right. something that I mentioned to you as an example of this would be like that movie Mirage Men that came out where it's like right. this guy, Richard Doty, who's basically his thing was to kind of like Take this one dude who had seen, you know, flying objects above a Sunshine. military base. Yeah. He's seen, yeah, he's seen, in New the, Mexico. He, he himself is a pilot and he's got like a telescope and shit. And he's like, man, that's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. I better call them and like tell them that they have weird shit flying above them near their base. And right so the, it you know, kind of falls out and they're kind of like, oh shit. Like, and so they start basically over the course of time kind of making him feel like he's like a reliable, you know, a conduit and they're going to give him information you're special we trust yeah. you yada yeah. yada yada but then what they're really doing is grooming him with disinformation uh mm-hmm. and this is like in mass what the ufology movement has been in a sense and i think it it's it's like really hurt the community quote-unquote mm-hmm. I, I was never really a part of it or like but i've definitely like as a child i was always fascinated by ufos and aliens i had alien books and my dad's is all you know it's just like very ambiently in my life and stuff as a fascination and like a certain kind of fantasy you know but
0: sure i mean i have there's something i need to say about it it's like i would say when i was a kid i was thinking that angels were less likely than aliens and and blah 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 and then i would had a kind of 180 on that and now i'm sort of all over the place in the sense that none of it really matters because the language that we're using to describe these things are is like woefully inadequate but i will say that the one common denominator between groups who believe heavily in angels and believe heavily in aliens is that they tend to both suffer horribly from confirmation bias. (laughs) So you have like the, the UFO crowd. It's like they get any sort of a thing, even if it just seems like, man, this is bullshit. You need to be a little more skeptical. You're being fed misinformation by this weirdo, Richard Doty, who would appear on paper. That's his only job essentially is to work for the government and, and do a sort of like, disinformation damage control and you're just buying it up with like no credulity whatsoever it's the same as like reading a colton burpo book and thinking that that kid went to <laughs> the afterlife and then he'll describe to you what you know heaven was like it's like you're so in need for this to be true that you're not even applying any amount of rational thinking to it
1: definitely i mean that's why the x-files the whole i want to believe as like you know yeah. it's 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 so it's I mean it's it epitomizes the the state of mind for the people who want to believe right and it's and like you say that's a confirmation yeah. bias thing and then it's funny you mentioned the an- angels and aspect because one it reminds me of a, a funny uh David Lynch interview where he's just like responding very matter-of-factly to this interviewer he's like so like do you believe you say you believe in angels and he's like um yeah uh-huh he's like but well, you don't really believe mm-hmm. in angels like what do you mean he's like uh yeah no yeah I do uh-huh yeah yeah and it's like his matter of factness speaks to kind of like maybe he's not making a differentiation between aliens spirits angels whatever these kinds of and this is kind of like where i would kind of like to lead the conversation eventually but kind of goes into this whole idea of like we're changing it from ufos to uaps unidentifiable uh aerial phenomena or Mm-mm. it becomes more this like question of like, uh,
0: unidentifiable ass pussy <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh no no but what you're saying is right on with that and it's interesting with david lynch because his whole uh world view his whole artistic lens seems to be one of a mixture of spiritual nihilism or almost like yeah. spiritual atheism it's like it's a very heavy thing mm-hmm. uh and I, I think he's a sincere person. The, one of the few things that makes his art, which is so over the top and out there, what, what thing, one thing that makes it palatable is his sincerity. And yeah. um, another cross point here is that it would appear that in the newest iteration of Twin Peaks, the I, I philosophical notion that he put forth was that the unspeakable evil that is in the world of Twin Peaks and in the world of David Lynch's darkness was unearthed on the universe when we dropped the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. And there is also a pretty common theory out there among people who are in the ufologist world that Mm -hmm. the reason why the space age and the unidentified flying object thing, all that happened after World War II was because we attracted the attention of these aliens when we did something that Mm -hmm. catastrophic. And so they wanted to kind of come and eyeball us and see (laughs) like how advanced we were or what have you, which... I have my own theories about this stuff that I'll get into in a little bit, but I mean, that's there is certainly overlap there in uh, sort of the cultural gestalt and what people actually believe it would seem in some of the fringe parts of this world.
1: Yeah, definitely. And another spin on that idea, too, would be like not only maybe not noticed in like a, again, like the nuts and boltsy kind of sense, but or like make, caused a rift in space time or something, right? Dimensional, cross dimensional. Yeah. Again, like Lynchian's kind of playing with these ideas oftentimes of like cross-dimensional you know parallel universes or whatever uh mm-hmm. similar kind of thing like that where it's like oh you cracked open the universe and now you're letting these things in or something like that or or something like yeah, that or you summoned them th- or whatever yeah yeah yeah. The, yeah
0: there's a tachyons the tachyons no, have,
1: right no that's which a, is yeah yeah right the faster than light entity right or, or something like that
0: yeah, which is also something that Alan Moore has talked about, too. For
1: sure. which is, um, I mean, that's a deep idea. Um, another idea, too, I mean, just speaking to the Angels thing is like Louis, the way that Louis or uh, Louis Elizondo positions himself is as mm-hmm. a person fighting for science, like on behalf of we should start doing the research. Let's look into these experimental, quote unquote, medals and stuff like that. Because yeah. what's what he's pushing back against and what has stopped alien disclosure and all this is because people in the Pentagon, he says, believe that aliens are actually demons. Okay, but so I don't right. I don't take that like I don't believe him at all. I I think this is like this is a part of the whole like story, the narrative and the mythology that's being created, basically. But um, it's right, an interesting way. That, it's here. an interesting way that he's like you know he positions himself as an advocate of science as against the backward, you know. People who Mm. don't, who don't like want to play ball or like potentially like see like, well, what's up though? Like, you know, kind of, and then like the religious people, and this is a huge Mm. thing though. Like there's a ton of religious people who are on that kind of tip who are like, no angels are, I mean, uh, aliens are like demonic and they're they're, like they are the same thing as like demonic possession if you look over time and all of history like this has been going on forever and that explains all of these things it becomes like an ancient aliens but bad you know it's like the bad ancient aliens who have been here and abusing us and kind of manipulating human history and blah blah blah
0: and we should touch on that for a minute because all of this is from the mid-century phenomenon of eric von daniken's book Mm -hmm. chariots of the gods question mark where he says uh oh it's the ancient astronaut theory that essentially earth was seeded by extraterrestrials from you know uh, an advanced civilization and brought with them elements of technology which can still be seen in human culture going back to prehistory and possibly in our dna which is interesting because danikin got this idea i don't know how to pronounce donikin i don't care anyway right. he got this a lot of his ideas came from that occult book the morning of the Magicians. Uh from uh 1960 where you know it was the first i guess it was you could say it's the first occult book that was intersectionally a grand unifying theory
1: right and also also like in that kind of um in the another kind of like lineage and history of conspiracy lore is like the the is this satire is this parody is this a hoax is like open question mark right there's there's a a sense of like illegitism illegitism uh illegitimacy to it but there's also, like, an open question mark.
0: Right. And 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 so they were trying to create uh, connections between ufology, the occultism origins of Nazism, and uh, certain aspects of, like, anything from, like, alchemy to uh, yeah. cryptids. And and, and uh, they themselves were heavily influenced by, like, H.P. Lovecraft and, like, Charles Fort and that Fortean right. notion of, like, weirdness and weird tales. Right. And High weirdness. Supernatural right and we're basically where the supernatural meets with the uh, science fiction fictive extraterrestrial type right and because so-
1: for like for like for I like I think is he's like positioning it in very much of this like sense of like the oddities right it's like a book of oddities where it's mm-hmm. like these are the things that just hitherto we have not explained via science like because in their ascension, like this triumphalist like we can explain everything let's get it all figured out but it's like oh but what about you know and it's like that's kind of the wagging finger of like you know the magician or the occultist esoteric person or whatever you know they're mm-hmm. like oh but we right. don't know about these mysteries right
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean they were the ones. What was at the Thule Club or something? That's the T H U L E, right? That's like the, the, the Nazi
1: kind of yeah. society. Uh, and then, so it's interesting yeah. also about the that um, the concept of uh, all, a lot of that stuff comes from um, this other guy's book, uh, The Coming Race. Um, I think his name is Lyndon or Lytton, uh, like a British author. Okay. Um, and it's, uh-huh. it's, it's where that idea of like the Vril V-R-I-L comes from of like this. Yes. This, that was
0: the other one yeah, too. The energy,
1: yeah. right. This like what, this is the energy kind of, that would either power the UFOs or is like this kind of supernatural gelatinous goo slash whatever. But it's <laughs> like, but it's like, you know, that, that these people are fundamentally, they live under the earth and they're like, they're kind of like a perfect race or something. And that they are, they're going to come eventually to like replace us or destroy us. Um, Mm -hmm. in a kind of almost like benevolent way it seems like i don't i haven't read the story but from what i've kind of uh, taken from it but exactly so a lot of these ideas are rooted in in fiction also and then the lovecraftian thing becomes really self-conscious uh especially within like post alistair crowley uh kenneth grant style like um oto stuff because they're explicitly doing that like we're going to use the lovecraft mythos to make a magical system right so that's where right. it gets into a whole other kind of weeds, you know.
0: Well, and then Lovecraft had the famous quote where, he, I'm paraphrasing here, where he said that uh, man's oldest primal feeling is fear and the greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Uh, which is where he would get his ideas. Of course, Lovecraft's greatest fear was a uh, living next to a mixed race couple in <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah. But uh, that's another thing, too, because you have this thing where it's he's very occultic in his writing and he yeah. was also a t- just terrible racist. Yes. Uh like, even for his time yeah. was a racist like not for sure. yeah he, no, totally. like way he was an outlier in that regard like he mm-hmm. was up there with like he would be had he lived uh longer he would have been sim- probably sympathetic with hitler i would imagine
1: yeah um it's, it seems kind of like it. i mean yeah i've heard rumors that like you know lovecraft would maybe be involved with like british intelligence to some degree and stuff and like you were saying and drawing the stuff back to kind of nazi or proto-nazi um ideas and I like just Mm -hmm. movements and form like a lot yeah a lot of this stuff was um kind of born out of like weird uh you know research I mean like legitimate science research right like stuff that's kind of like in that Tesla vein or like these like weird kind of like researchers who are kind of like naturalists or like these kinds of like they're they're somehow like connecting or like trying to make this this connection of like high science and like this like Getting beyond, like, Einstein, kind of, uh, and then, like, but rerouting it to nature and learning some kind of, like, fundamental, like, abilities that we didn't know we had, and, like, I don't know, a lot of, like, there's a lot of things of that time, and especially, like, right. Oh, well, yeah, and that was, like, because people are still
0: looking at science, people are still looking at science in the Aristotelian Platonic uh, model, mm-hmm. where you could get to, it, it's, instead of, like, the modern theory, like, scientific theory of, of, like, how you would gather information through observation and and hypothesis and testing the hypothesis it was more of like a like what you're saying sort of like how do we get to the pure expression of the forces of nature how do we get down to mm-hmm. the monadic mm-hmm. center of this uh uh element the elemental structure of something so it was still something that you could almost like these are ideas that you can almost like put the hand of your mind around you can hold these things mm-hmm. as opposed to more abstract concepts uh, like you know um, theory of relativity or you know nowadays astrophysics are just so beyond the pale for the average human being to even begin to yeah
1: you can't understand conceptualize it, it yeah yeah in the same way because it's because math it's such no. math based and it's yeah like you need to have a metaphysics they can explain it in kind of like somewhat normal language or whatever, like even if it's refined, you know, complex, special lexicon or whatever. But nonetheless, it can, you know, help you make sense of it in a more, yeah, basic way, which, again, I think is part of this, the whole thing in general, um, as far as like uh, the belief in UFOs and like it's kind of like it's um, an attempt to re-enchant or you know, hook back into that kind of. I mean, like you say, the fear aspect being incredibly important, right? Because I mean, having the fear of God in mm-hmm. you, or kind of replace that with whatever yeah. kind of what what other mystery is lurking in the dark. You know what I mean? So yeah. once you kind of lose that fear of God or something, you're kind of like, well, okay, we need to find something else through which to control people or something like that, and have get pe- yeah. give people this kind of narrative in which they can kind of play out these roles in a kind of bounded metaphysical system that we kind of created or whatever. Um, but that's that becomes complicated again that's where you got to look at like who's funding these things and so for example like in the re like recent incarnation with the to the stars academy is funded by like the Mellon, the most one of the most recent Mellon guys like christopher Mellon, i think um mm-hmm. of, like the Mellon family right and they're
0: like carnegie Mellon, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah
1: and yeah, way yeah. all the way back into like the gulf oil and you know for banks yeah. and shit and so and it's like so does this guy believe that Boy, imagine
0: having enough wealth <laughs> imagine having having enough wealth that your family's wealth spans two gilded ages. Mm-hmm that's Absolutely that's insane. just mind-blowing to me but yeah so right where's the where's the money coming from what who's interested in this exactly and is it, is is it that is
1: it they're a true believer or they are like did they get some like you know yogi or like a kind of a person whispering in their ear and being like you don't want me to tell you the true nature of reality and they're like whoa mm-hmm. or is it that they see this as an, a cynical opportunistic ploy in a way to do something else or you know i, I like let just i just feel like you have to ask these questions when it comes to that kind of stuff um but similarly, well, back in the day, been, uh, sorry, just...
0: Yeah, there have always been Svengali's. Exactly. The so it's,
1: there's always been like a, someone like a shaman or whatever whispering in the king's ear, right? Like this... Rasputin, this, yeah. This relationship or Rasputin, exactly. And so, and I mean, Russia is so I, like in the root of all this too, because... I mean, just as far as the space race angle and stuff like this, and so it becomes very connected with like, like real science. You know, like the people who are making actual rockets. This is like why that you know mm-hmm. Jack Parsons is such an interesting character, right? Because it's like you know he's doing legitimate mm-hmm. science and stuff, but he's also like involving himself in ritualistic ritual, like mass ritual, and yeah. So I think that that's a good way to start to try to like think about when the narrative starts to come up again when this like mythology of ufos and starts to come in the news Mm -hmm. again or like what is this thing what's oh there's like you know just blah 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 that it's like you gotta come like okay well what is like yeah what's the what is what is this supposed to be doing you know in terms of like forming the kind of like horizon or metaphysics of the thinking uh some degree you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: that in the early parts of the war there were certain factions of the Allied forces that did not believe he had a secret weapon and it wasn't until the Americans uh, made much emphasis on this that they began to look at it seriously and indeed did discover that Hitler not only had a secret weapon, he had what we would call a UFO in spacecraft. He had one already off of the, the drawing board in line and it was capable of 1200 miles an hour vertical takeoff 90 degree changes and uh, like a helicopter yeah and so, so it's it's interesting because it it is maybe one of the last lay sciences because it's not a real science but you can still observe things and you can collect information yeah. ufology i mean um because there isn't really a heuristic that you can use for like for instance really complicated theoretical physics there's no easy Mm-hmm. Model that you can look at. It's just like we were saying before, too beyond the pale. But for something like this, you can put your hand around it. But of course, that—that's the danger zone right there. That area where you're smart enough to gather information, observe things, but you're not quite advanced enough to understand higher concepts and theories. That's when you have that valley of being the the worst kind of sucker. You can really yeah, get exactly. pulled into some bad ideas. And it reminds me of. How the ancient Greeks would uh, study something and they would say, oh, there's something inherent to the nature of meat that flies will come from it. <laughs> if it's left in the sun, they, they they didn't connect the notion of there being like maggots being laid in there or, or tiny invisible eggs. Yeah. Or they would look at, it, for instance, like a fava bean and see that it's shaped like a fetus and say to themselves, this is actually related to our eschatology this is related to our afterlife this is related to birth and to uh uh uh, you know the idea of fertility like there's a real tactile connection there um if you look at the aristotelian model of cells he would imagine that if you cut the arm off an octopus and you were able to look at that cross section and 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 look at a smaller piece and a smaller piece eventually you'd find tinier versions of the larger structure i.e tiny octopi
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or octopuses um that is really a very hands-on approach which to modern mankind seems to be extremely naive and foolish but it's actually one of the best tools that we have to understand our own blind spots Because if you look at the ancients and their way of thinking and their earnestness, then you can respect that not only, A, are they that much different than us, they just don't have Wikipedia. They don't have the shoulders of giants thing where we're standing on successive millennia of information and human discovery. So in which ways are we blind? Which ways do we have our blind spots? And I'll just finish this long bit by saying it is my personal opinion that when it comes to aliens and notions of aliens and notions of the overlap that people talk about the supernatural and the science fiction or the scientific in that, with you know, in regards to extra terrestrial beings, I think we need to take the term extraterrestrial and say extra dimensional because I would leave it to mankind to be looking up at the stars, imagining that that's the way the invaders come without recognizing that it could be right next to you. You just have three dimensional limitations and you can't even begin to perceive what is all around you.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, definitely. I mean, that's there a couple of things there. So, I mean, like one, I think that that as a fundamental idea, like I think that's kind of what's the assumption or in that naive uh, reaching or like kind of uh, looking for knowledge or, you know, being like, OK, this and that. There's like a there's a certain um, like assumed position of just like, but I don't know, like a, there's a big amount that you don't know, like that you're admitting to the blind spot kind of thing right as like a kind of mm-hmm. just like a not like a heuristic almost right and then but then mm-hmm. and then there's like the, uh, uh, another thing that's just funny about the Aristotelian thing and without getting like too in the woo-woo but there's like the kind of like mm-hmm. that fractal informational kind of hologra- holographic information you know hi- hylomorphism mm-hmm. idea where it's like oh but yeah. but like yeah you do go down and you know put these things into kind of like quantum or whatever terminology and information and whatnot like the, the each thing does mm-hmm. contain in itself the the other things out you know what I mean like in that kind of fractalized yeah. you know way or something like that so like there's you yeah know, the like,
0: macro and the micro exactly yeah. so there
1: is like a kind yeah. of like it's almost like yeah that that thinking might be like bound and limited by like our own conception and misconception and abilities but like it's become it's like almost that it's more accurate as a result because like it's bounded to our you know particular situation you know what I mean like it's the way sure. that it's going to make the most sense to us and it's like we may as well think about like that and like a kind of a scaler up and down way you know or that the magnitudes can like you know Mm -hmm. increasing in degrees or something like that um as opposed to having a more kind of like positioning yourself in a more omniscient thing because i mean that's i mean like this is what i hate about shit like that talks about like oh yeah get the chip in your brain and then you can just have all wikipedia and know everything and it's like i don't know anything then first Pers- like yeah. you're just deferring knowledge consistently which is what you're doing whenever you're just like well let me go look that up in the book because i didn't either remember it or internalize that information or you know spontaneously or organically sort of quote unquote you know like it didn't come out of me out of my own experience per se you know like mm-hmm. so i mean it's like it's a question of like what counts as knowledge i guess there but it's it just seems like a a, a confusion and a, and a kind of false equivalence to say that you know that just having every fucking wiki article in your head at like a a synapse is like like a well, little i'm up to look up that, look, look up that. like yeah. it doesn't seem to be the same to me i guess but um
0: well there's no wisdom behind it there's no wisdom behind it and right. i'll tell you that uh, uh, you know as somebody who i've made this joke before where it's like i don't listen to cold play but like i'll get a cold play song stuck in my head just through osmosis so there is absolutely no way i am going to get a fucking chip put in my head because anyone who's had an annoying song stuck in their head before the last <laughs> thing you want is another form of intrusive thinking right exactly. that would just be yeah um and something i want to bring up is so we have all this information and the signal to noise ratio is way skewed so that that's why you have people giving the same amount of deference and value to like a QAnon uh uh theory theory as they would to you know something kind of interesting like Mm -hmm. oh uh uh, here's some pictures that the military is releasing claiming that it it is a genuine ufo video i wonder how much of this serves a purpose like what is the purpose of this what's this doing let's let's have a let's have a uh, creative and uh, critical thought discussion about this right Mm -hmm. um and so – but people don't really do that. There's no – you can't apply critical thinking to something that people are so heavily passionate about. It just ends up getting lost in the weeds. And and one thing I wanted to bring up about the notion of aliens and, and particularly the really kind of dumb-dumb version of it that you see on the History Channel with like the Von Daniken thing of like, oh, here's – you know, why is it that the pyramids in Mesoamerica also have certain similar structural characteristics to e- Egypt? Hmm. It takes discussion of something like an alien to recognize a huge blind spot in humanity. Yeah, the reason why there's a similarity is because we're all humans who made them. The idea that like there is this one unifying thing and it's aliens, and the one unifying thing isn't that there's in prehistory a moment when we originated as one.
1: Yeah, it's like a species. Like the alien
0: is you. Yeah, like yeah, the alien Mm -hmm. is. The alien was the friends we made along the way all the time, but it, it's uh, it, the real aliens. But no, the alien is the notion of the other that we have yeah. for our own humanity, for our own species. The fact that uh, we are so colonially mi- uh, minded that we think that uh, people in Mesoamerica were too stupid to construct things by themselves, like mm-hmm. these superstructures. Mm-hmm. Or we think that uh, Egyptians, there's no way they could have done something that modern people can scratch their heads at and haven't figured out. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, when the Vandals sacked Rome and Rome burned and all that, there's a joke about somebody walking under one of the archways or in one of those wonderful like uh, domes right, and looking up and going, huh, I wonder how that was made. And that was the prevailing question for the next thousand years because they just killed everyone who knew how to do that
1: yeah right 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 no definitely so, I mean, it, you can and, kind of trace yeah. it in that kind of like psychological or like sociological sense of just like yeah the relationship that a culture or society like has towards the kind of big O oh, other you know mm-hmm. as a foreigner or, or like an entity from the outside that will yeah either corrupt your body or or give you special knowledge and help you you know kind of thing because basically you guys have like two different choices kind of so you, like that's usually how it's played out yeah. you know there could never be, like, a yeah. an in-between, you know, there's always got to be, like, a kind of a stream. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, the, the idea that, like, it's what you're saying, it's kind of like all-or-nothing notion. Like, there's mysteries, right? And so we have to fill those mysteries in with what? oh, it, either deus ex machina, well, God, that's the, literally the hand of God. That's what created this. That's how it happened. Or it was the uh, the creatures from the, another sky, another planet. They came into this for us. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we lack the humility to acknowledge that we don't know everything. And I'm not saying that to criticize religious faith, nor am I – I am somewhat more critical. I'm less critical of religious faith than I am of people who believe in, like, ancient alien theories or who believe that they themselves are like – geniuses who will go to the stars one day like elon musk i mm-hmm. i tend to be more critical of those types because yeah. faith at its best is supposed to have a humility you're not supposed to right. use god as an answer god's supposed to be a question you're supposed to say what would god want i don't know that is god's knowing and no man can know what god knows no man's even supposed to speak his name right right we turn everything as modern people we turn everything on its head And we have we ask the wrong questions and we and we have absolutely the wrong conclusions as a result.
1: Totally. I mean, like there's like that Promethean um, like kind of sense like that. Yeah, like you're I don't know, you're or I mean, that's kind of, I guess, why there's the the Christian is the the kind of a Protestant kind of evangelical like kind of Christian is so against it. Because it's like it's like you can so clearly be like, oh, no, this is like what do you mean? This is like Lucifer. Telling you that mm-hmm. he's gonna help you with all of his little dang- a- demon buddies, and they're just gonna like mm-hmm. give you everything you want, and don't you see that that's like they're just like st- tricking you and like do it, yeah, like g- giving you all these things, and like you're not thinking about the unintended consequences, right? Like that the, even right. the, like the most basic sense of the mystery or whatever, and thinking this is just good, just keep going, like like just completely susceptible to like hubris, you know, and like you're just you're not gonna. You know, it's, it's...
0: And again, and that's a great word there, and you know why? Because that's another word gifted to us by the ancients. Mm-hmm. Hubristic behavior, hubristic thinking is absolutely endemic in modern society. Totally. It's so much so that we can't even recognize it as such, you know, these evangelicals who will tell you that there's a radical evil agenda, it's satanic, and then in the next breath speak the praises of Donald Trump as if this is a virtuous <laughs> human being. You look at it and you blink but then I must appear a grand hypocrite to them for some of my beliefs and I know that there are people who I mean like how insufferable was the new atheism movement where you had people who the literal thing was we need to let scientists telling you we need to let science uh, uh, decide these sorts of things. and you need to stick to your lane and then going out of their lane and clumsily working into uh, philosophy and clumsily stumbling into uh, apologetics yeah. and uh, religious thinking. And it's like, motherfucker, pick a lane. You're saying, I need to stick to my wheelhouse. Uh, and then you come over <laughs> and you're telling me that all of a sudden you're smarter than Thomas Aquinas on this. You're more learned than fucking, uh, you know, 2000 years of like philosophical thinking. Fuck out of here with that. And, yeah. Richard Dawkins, I'm thinking of specifically, uh, Stephen Jay Gould was kind and wise enough and funny enough to believe that these were two uh, non-overlapping magisteria and they didn't really serve the same purpose. And so it was foolish to get an argument between them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I fully agree with Gould in that sense, but I do agree in the sense of which, like, Mm -hmm. in the way that the performativity in the way that, like, arguing debate style atheism or whatever like take you down stupid noob style thing like that whole thing is so Mm -hmm. wrongheaded and stupid but on the other hand Mm -hmm. to say that they're not overlapping or that they're not connected is to kind of ignore the one the history of the overlap right
0: totally and then
1: also to to kind of assume that well maybe now we're kind of not doing that anymore when it's like well there, there, there still is, though. You just can't, like, argue it in that way, you know what I mean, which I think is a legitimate case. Sure. It's kind of like you can't argue from the one side against the other, but you, you, there is a sense in which there's other people who are beyond you, you two people who have argued, and they see how they are unified already and working and, like, cohabit. And this is, like, a, a kind of a—something I want to get towards to in our t- discussion is like, kind of like—and this is something I don't, you know, haven't really— th- Looked super into, but I I want to look more into. But just kind of like ritual and technology, and the the relationship mm-hmm. between the two, and the way that when a new technology is inter- introduced into a society, and 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 the the ritualistic ceremonies or the ceremonial like ritual that is a part of that, and then also the new rituals that become part of the daily life, right? Like yeah. Uh, so I feel like that that's a sense in which like these. Kind of going even going back to you know the uh, the drop the end of the bomb or the end of the World War Two and the dropping of the bomb, Uh, and then Roswell as a kind of like an initiation or a big ceremonial. I mean, it was announced on the radio, right? The whole like the way it was done, and this is like uh, after the War of the Worlds has already kind of like seeded this idea, right? Like.
0: yeah, that's the thing people forget is that the whole Roswell thing was in the press in 48. And
1: then, like, the military themselves, apparently, were behind putting that article out. And then they retracted it. Right. So it was a whole, like, mindfuckery. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was very much so, like, getting people to pay attention and start to think and wonder about this all. You know what I mean? And so it's it's kind of, like, in that magical, like, attention or attraction kind of sense. It's like, yeah, you're just kind of making a bunch of people, like, pay attention to this idea and, like, wonder about mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if, like, that's not to say, like, to put that, using that energy for any particular... Particular purpose but just like it's more mundane it's it's kind of like it's a it just it's shifting subtly the way that people are going to well, f- think and everything you know
0: i have an analysis of that i have sort of a Girardian analysis of that hmm. so let's say I, I like your idea of, of there being like an occultic uh, ritual behind the release of a technology right mm-hmm. and on this we know that with nuclear technology specifically it's a blood ritual because it was a mass slaying it was a mass right. slaughter at a level that was pretty much unprecedented in human history. So that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then the very next thing that happens is something like uh, it, a, an age of paranoia is born. So you, who do you trust? What can you trust? And the whole back and forth dance of releasing the information of Roswell to the public and then retracting it and wondering like, how much of this is just by design, right? How much of this is something that they're deliberately doing? And so then what do you do? You've, you've, you've created this thing. You've done something monstrous. You've done something just monstrous, but you can't have your own people afraid of you. Mm-hmm. So now it's the Soviets are the big thing. That's the red menace because right. they're going to drop that bomb that we did. Hey, remember when we did that thing that we had to do? Well, the Soviets are going to do that to us. Mm-hmm. And then everyone freaks out. And it's because that massive murderer or whatever, the, the scapegoating of uh, the Japanese... We never reconciled the fact that what we had done was a horrific crime. Because they were an enemy in our minds. We had justified our behavior. It's a way to continue. And the one thing, yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, go on.
0: Right. And the whole point of having the scapegoat and the renewal from that is to acknowledge that you've done something it, it, or in a in a Christian sense. It, 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 see, otherwise the Japanese were a perfect scapegoat in an older sense yeah. where it's like they're evil, they're bad. We've cleansed ourselves of our sins and, oh, shit, someone could do that to us too. So here's the age of paranoia. This is what we usher in. If we had ever done what would have been the Christian notion of sacrifice, as Gerard points out, we would have acknowledged that we had killed innocents, Mm -hmm. that we had had committed an unspeakable crime, and that would have changed the trajectory of our society because we would have had to acknowledge that that brutality, that other, that alien thing Mm -hmm. was us.
1: Intruding on something else. Yeah
0: That was our darkness Uh and that's the that is the thing that that's the heuristic that we should be applying to the notion of of Extraterrestrial life of aliens and that kind of thing. It's actually what does this say about you and how you your relationship with your fellow human? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely Um,
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, go on. I I mean, do you have a finishing thought on that or anything else? Yeah, I was going to say
0: if I'm somebody who my prime thinking about extraterrestrials is that they have good intentions for me and they could help me, Uh then that means that I probably have a pretty good notion of others. I'm actually probably a pretty (laughs) trusting person and I have a faith. But if the other prevailing notion, and this is interesting because this is often a thing with uh, the alien deal, if the other notion is, oh, no, these things are dangerous, they'll, they'll capture you, they'll stick a probe in your ass, they'll kill you, <laughs> right. they'll mutilate cattle, they'll do evil things that are like unspeakable and painful, And and, and or they're going to use our planet for uh, uh, fast food, they're going to just slaughter us and eat us <laughs> like they did in uh, Twilight Zone, then that says that you might have uh, a bit of paranoia about your fellow human being, because you're saying, if I had advanced enough technology... And about yourself. If I had advanced enough Mm -hmm. technology to fuck someone up with a ray gun, you better believe I'd be fucking some up with a ray gun.
1: Right. Yeah. The projection involved in all of it. Yeah. It's it's exactly, exactly. And it's all in in a weird way. It's like projecting the unconscious of everything that we've already done that we're already guilty of Mm -hmm. doing ourselves, right? Like, but if we, but if I was to do it, it'd be better. It'd be be cool or better. If it's it's cool if Elon puts a probe in my ass or in my head, but it's not cool if the fucking alien Mm -hmm. does it, right? I mean, like, or maybe the one that Elon gives me is going to protect me from the alien, right? Like. Um,
0: yeah, he's our he's our alien Matt genius. Yeah, exactly is what and the people think so,
1: so this kind of brings me to like where I was I also wanted to talk about like before we kind of get to Like stuck in history can bring it up to like kind of where we are now and then like you're saying the, the, What's the reaction of the person observing this phenomena, right? And what was interesting about mm-hmm. um, The release of that information as far as the, the, the Pentagon or not then not even the release because what's what's means to be pointed out is that all of that had been leaked actually years prior Okay. Yeah, they and, just
0: confirmed it. Yes, they, they just, just confirmed, confirmed it.
1: it. And also, so and what yeah. was interesting, the like, so it got confirmed, and it's like you know going around UFO circles. Then it gets pumped up in the news um, in 2016, I think. And then QAnon though, and Pizza Gators at the time didn't give a shit. They were like, "Fuck this! This is this is noise to distract us from Pizza Gate and what's going on with Hillary." Okay, and then this is what happens again when when it gets dropped just recently it's a it's a fucking it's a, people are like ah, well we saw that already but it's but there's more to, there's kind of a more credence to that this time around because it's like mm. why again why are you telling us again you know like well, you did right. already tell us this in 2001 like, again and then again and then again and mm-hmm. it's like okay so why now and then again it's a similar situation though where it's like there's a bunch of weird shit going on why don't you why don't you why do you want us to look into ufos and then so this is some things that i didn't this is not my own research but there's this dude named christopher Knowles who kind of went tracking this shit down and um Mm -hmm. it was really weird because like uh, maxwell uh, or jill maxwell was like arrested Mm -hmm. on world ufo day okay (laughs) and and then the guy who heads who was the head of mufon Got arrested uh-huh. in, in basically like a honey trapping kind of sting, seemingly like operation okay. where he got you know it was like FBI situation. He got busted for uh, you know t- potentially gonna have uh, you know sex with like a, an underage uh, person uh, okay. or a teenager, and so he got you know busted, uh, and he's the head of like MUFON the the, U- the UFO thing, and so. And there's a sense in which Mufon operates like similarly in these cult-like ways or whatever, or these intel-gathering mm-hmm. things, where it's like, if you give your story to Mufon as a as an abductee or a, a ci sighting or whatever, but mm-hmm. from what I read, like they like own your story after that, and they can basically do with it what uh, they want and kind of like sell it, you know, make a story out of about it themselves. You know, it's like it's no longer yours. And so there's a very like a, a hijack, like you know, there's there's a mining operation going on in terms of information there and with that i'm sure comes some blackmail uh because something to just be said in both kind of into sympathy about people who do experience ufo situations oftentimes those people are going through some kind of like emotional or situation in their life externally some crisis you know what i mean which is like that is the analogy or like that's parallel with like yeah like you're gonna have weird sightings or ghosts or aliens or angels like oftentimes in like tumultuous crisis-like situations right and it becomes this kind of like it's a psychological mm-hmm. almost like projection or way of dealing with it or these it's like your crisis manifesting itself in in reality so to speak right it's kind of how I've heard it described in a sense um so and so just like with now it's kind of like so what's going on now and then with that just made me think that like a lot of this must have to do with blackmail and learning things about people and certain kinds of like I'm sure human trafficking To some degree, and you know, just like especially like with these operations and stuff like that, that have probably been in existence for like a long time, and are kind of like either getting closed down or parts of them are getting kind of like snipped because they're like, okay, this is a liability. Let's cut that one off. Let's cut this one off. Mm -hmm. You know. Um,
0: So so check this out real quick. mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking up some of what you're talking on here because I want to sort of like uh, create uh, provide a little bit of uh, I guess you could say just context for the people who are listening. Um, So the guy who was the head of the Mutual UFO Network uh, was arrested um, in in July, right, for soliciting, Mm -hmm. allegedly soliciting uh, sexual activity from a detective who he believed was a 13-year-old girl. Exactly, And I'm going to send you right now a link to that article, and just look at this motherfucker's face if you get a chance. Oh, I know. Because it is... (laughs) All right. So, uh, we had a little, we got MUFON there. Someone, Mm -hmm. uh, someone intercepted our transmission. Um, so the thing that apparently is going on here. So the one guy got arrested for child solicitation. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing that happened was, um, the Ken Pfeiffer guy, who is the chief investigator for MUFON, was apparently Googling out, like, Or googling it colin shut the fuck up was (laughs) tweeting out like uh some kind of negative shit about like black lives matter and stuff and making racist memes and comments on facebook or something
1: oh right Um,
0: yes and he's the head of the rhode island chapter apparently uh so
1: i had forgot about that yeah they were having some trouble recently yeah for sure
0: yeah so there's another one of the things where it's like you know you want to talk about aliens and this guy probably has a pretty negative viewpoint of other human beings then if he's doing something like that so there's a paranoid mindset there you know if your response and, and that's actually kind of a common thing with a lot of these people who are very conspiratorially minded people like from the QAnon crowds and elsewhere is that they're just extremely paranoid and they don't want right. to have done to them what they would kind of like to do to other people It would seem like
1: or that they're yeah Like there's this like a deep fear of what they could possibly do or something kind of weird Yeah, it's like it definitely speaks to a strange repression when you're that like Obsessed over like the safety you're in pet like of children and you know pedophilia and all this kind of stuff because that's kind of like what? Like, I, just to bring it back to, like, what is it saying about, you know, us or the people who are, like, within the skeptical mm-hmm. conspiratorial community when this information is being shown us to again and everyone's just going, like, fuck off. And like, what about the pedos, right? And so, like, as I was trying to say, it was, like, there's a sense of credence because it's, like, yeah, why are we being shown this again? But on the other hand, yeah, it shows a deep sense of paranoia and it's, like, okay, we're, we're in that Lovecraftian grip of being fearful. And now it's, like, it's shifting. It's just shifting around to the enemy or the... This you know the dark thing in the dark or the creature or whatever the monster in the dark but and then I'll, just a following up on the Mufon thing is that so John Harzen got re- replaced though pretty much immediately by this guy named Dave McDonald and I was looking into Dave mm-hmm. McDonald and I didn't find like uh, like any explicit dirt really but it was interesting in that he he runs a flight school called Flamingo Air out of Ohio Cincinnati Cincinnati Ohio and
0: okay.
1: Ohio is like where like Les Wexner I'm pretty sure is like kind of the top dog in Le- West Lexington. Yeah
0: well that's in Columbus yeah. Right. Yeah he's, that's where his yeah. His... and
1: Ohio is just like there's like Mayor Lansky and that kind of mob background I believe and so that all, all kind of ties in with the Epstein Maxwell kind of network and then mm-hmm. what was curious about this this thing so he's got Flamingo Air which was like you know a, a flight training school um, and now he's, now he's the director of Of a Mufon, and he was basically on the board of directors prior. But so what's interesting? Yeah. What's interesting now is that he 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 also out of the flamingo air runs like a um a mile high club, like where couples can rent the jets and like have an experience or they fuck or whatever. Um.
0: So basically I accidentally did the second nine eleven because of my child's gender reveal party in my private jet that I rented. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So my bad. Sorry I crashed into the Washington Monument, guys. Uh it was, oh, a, child. It was a gender reveal party. <laughs> um, yeah. well then and that that, I just found that like very uh,
1: coincidentally, kind of like, hmm, that's that's kind of like Lolita Express is she kind of a little bit, you know. Right, like, and then
0: and then Lex Wexner Wexner had that shipping route that used to be Air America, which was literally the CIA's yeah. shipping, like like mm. air shipping thing, and the, the whole idea of like the aeronautic world being tied to the CIA that goes way back to like the Kennedy assassination with like David Ferry and yeah. who was himself a plane instructor as well and was involved in um the mm-hmm. ufo uh, this is all in new orleans of course which is uh, a, a totally normal and non-suspicious city but uh <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no definitely like Any- air force and and also like sea uh, and weird stuff like that like you know submarines kind of plays into this too because again it's like to me it's a lot there is a whole that that kind of debunker nuts and bolts or angle of like no this is military tech like that they, they don't want us to know about and of course they're either going to say it's aliens or the enemy okay and so it's like you know and we were getting they we had the nazis had the submarines they had the v1 v2 rockets and we're like we weren't like you know we we're like what the fuck and it was so there's a sense in which like you know that's kind of i think you know why the whole project paperclip and all that kind of stuff too gets kind of folded into this too because it's like oh the nazi scientists are the ufo people who are now in nasa and you get you know von braun and you know yeah all this kind of connection which is totally legitimate in a sense i do think that there's like that in that kind of you know it was like the nazi holdouts or whatever that kind of like got to come over and continue their projects and like why would they change their ideology you know like um
0: isn't it kind of weird that we teamed up with the, the fascists to uh to take on the soviet union <laughs> right after the war it's kind of like um churchill did a similar thing in greece with the fascists there where he yeah. basically sold out the communists and and they were massacred by the fascists Exactly. it just seems like we really if anything we were more ideologically aligned with the nazis mm-hmm. we just it was a matter of like all right well come on man you're being a little too ambitious here you <laughs> right. know did, did you cool it a little bit let's do this behind the scenes kind of thing you know if, if, if hitler was less of a madman and if hitler were more of like a mussolini type i think that there's a very good chance that america would have aligned itself more openly with fascism because they were, they were never going to do it with with communism that was the big scare right that was the thing that yeah all of the the capitalists would never have allowed that's where they could all agree
1: yeah they all didn't like communists yeah for sure
0: right and that's you know uh certainly you would expect people who are living with that kind of like intense a, you know gen- generational wealth like there's no reason why they would have any sympathy for sharing resources that's that's an it's an alien concept to them
1: <laughs> yeah totally yeah. um yeah. and then so bringing it to kind of now now at times just real quick before we kind of end i guess is like so yeah. you know when like the the wiki and the apocryphal hillary clinton emails and all this shit right came out yeah there was this one paper called the there was this one, like the call by the Benenson Strategy Group, right? And um, the Benenson Strategy Group is like a, a pretty top big polling group. Uh, he seems mm-hmm. like a pretty b- important player in m- multiple different things. And it's like I don't, I, I don't know the scope of it entirely, but. But you know this 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 came out and it's a, it's like a it's like a recommendation strategy process of so like how Hillary mm-hmm. can can win right, and they give her all these recommendations and these things that she could do. But we don't think you should mm-hmm. probably do that. But this is what we do recommend. And just to speak to some of those things is like and this is so this was supposedly debunked. Like a few people like looked into this thing and tried to be like, is this a this a fake document right? It's it you know. got chalked up to being fake. Like if you look if you search it'll definitely be like, oh this fake document right. But, okay, yeah. but the like but from what I could find, it was like all of the articles are like these fake documents were sent to the FBI for like review, right? All these like hillary Clinton staffers were saying these fake documents. And then uh-huh. they, I, and I don't think the FBI like commented. The FBI doesn't hasn't said anything. It didn't say anything like then. I don't know if it said anything since. But that regardless. Yeah. I mean, conspiracy tutorial people looked into it too and like are questioning its legitimacy. However, nonetheless, it plays into this kind of like uh why like it it makes reference to for example like something called says like the bl riots or something or zika virus pandemic or these different things and these are all supposed to be like you know don't do that but this is what we recommend you you do do which is called project fire sign and it's what'd you say Oh no, I'm listening. Oh, Okay. Uh, I, see. I yeah. thought you were like trying to try to guess or something, but um.
0: No. Uh, he. Uh, it,
1: uh, so they yeah. Supposedly they're recommending Project Fire Sign, which is they're like in the article or thing. Um, like you know, NASA and DoD or whatever has been working on this project of like a holographic projection, you know, device to basically simulate either like an alien invasion-esque situation or like a second coming or something of that nature such that it could be like seen by the whole world and be a a coming together moment or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so this is like i just found this recently because i I didn't really like pay a lot of attention to that stuff recently i've been looking kind of back into 2016 stuff for some reason recently as far as just like Mm -hmm. looking at parallels and similarities in history and the kind of the recycling of certain narratives and stuff basically and Mm -hmm. that's basically why i was inspired by this and it was just like interesting and this is like also has another name is project blue book which is a similar idea which was an earlier incarnation of this idea that they're going to try to like you know falsify an alien Uf- Uf- invasion or something of that nature um mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what conspiracy people i think think is on the horizon right now and i think it's kind okay. of like it, it can take many forms in the terms of like the eschatological kind of apocalyptic forms because i mean it's like uh, you know is it going to be the false is it the false antichrist you know or is it mm-hmm is it going to be the real the Jesus way, uh, or how are they going gonna... to
0: looking this up and one of the big proponents of the project fire sign and that debunked stuff was uh Roger Stone
1: yes no exactly so like it, it was seeded by Roger Stone so that's yeah. very important so that's... too because that's how you know because yeah. it's all weaponized information quote-unquote information right totally. it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just it's just it's like more noise whatever it is it's more right. noise and so it's like what but why I found it fascinating was because of its kind of like mm-hmm well what's it, it like like presages something almost you know it's like it's 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 more accurate to and, play and just to be now. clear it's
0: a it's a false flag ufo invasion plan Sa- exactly exactly yeah mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which i I'm, frankly that's isn't that just the little isn't that the spice that 2020 is missing right now <laughs> isn't that
1: just the, i know that would really I, be the icing on the cake that we could all yeah
0: I want to real quick talk about blind spots. One blind spot that really bothers me is everyone talking about 2020 being this unusually terrible year when it's like, no, this is just when a lot of structural failures are coming to a ha- head. Yeah. This has been decades in the making, and there have been elements of this awfulness going on as long as I can remember being politically aware.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: this just happens to be a particularly bad year for those things intersectioning. Yeah. You know, uh, But, like, for instance, 2005 was a terrible year, too, when you know uh, katrina happened so it's like No, oh, totally yeah 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 so anyway but no, I yeah mean, there's a
1: sense, that's why i was looking in the past too because like, our amnesia is so bad and it's just like you look back and you're like oh wait holy shit whoa like i totally forgot that yeah. even happened and it starts to make like our psychosis make way more sense you know
0: totally yeah it's it's funny too it's like here's a good example that that beirut bombing right that was so horrible it was bombing sorry explosion there i'm doing it again i'm, I'm leading disinformation that explosion in beirut all right so that was like you know what was that ammonium nitrate that they were storing or whatever and it's like uh-huh. people were like no it had to be nuclear look at that mushroom cloud and it's like are you so removed from reality that you forgot tim mcveigh that you forgot the first bombing of the world trade center in 1993 you know it's like this shit other things can blow up <laughs> yeah. other things can blow things up you know it doesn't always just have to be this conspiracy and I think the reason why a lot of uh, conspiracies are right-wing leaning is because the right-wing thinkers are inherently conservative like are inherently paranoid people yeah they are adhering to that bad alien theory that I was talking about earlier because they have a uh, sense of like they...
1: ungained success right or like they're constantly trying to justify their own gains and feel it's threatened at all times as a result. They know that
0: they don't deserve what they have. They know on some level that they haven't earned whatever largesse they have in life. That they they have removed themselves from the collective (laughs) uh, worth of humanity. I was i don't mean worth like they're worthless people i mean but they feel worthless they feel bad uh it's a great study from 2004 the baboons in kenya Uh, this is real quick but i think you'll appreciate this i want to share this with you (laughs) so there were these baboons that lived outside of a tourist resort right and the most aggressive males would literally get into territory fights around the garbage dump around this (laughs) these uh tourist places in kenya right yeah and they they would get in these insane scraps and then they would come back and they would be super big and strong because they have been eating all this like rotten chicken and shit from the <laughs> back of the dumpster right yeah and so then they would terrorize their fucking baboon groups whatever you call a, a group of baboons their their crew right uh-huh. uh, the families there's a word for it but i it's it's not heard but whatever a group of baboons is right sure so then there was a breakout of um like botulism or something. Wow. Or, it, or no, it was tuberculosis. That's what it was that they got from the rotten cow meat there. And literally, all the dumpster baboons died. And then for the oh. next 20 years, these types of traits were not encountered in these baboon groups anymore. And the baboon groups showed much higher levels of social like cooperation <laughs> and 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 like and sort of like synchronicity and or what i'm saying is synthesis sure. like they, it was actually uh, it was one of the best things that could have happened for baboon society i'll send you the link it's from the new york <laughs> times that's but it's funny. like and and that's sort of like the bad alien guys it's like they're they fight it out they fight it out and will you know maybe they're all gonna eat the fucking tuberculosis meat in the dumpster and then you know something crazy will happen or or they'll take the mask off in public and get COVID or something i don't mm-hmm. know yeah, but then you know the hope is that <laughs> you take those aggressive elements away from people. Like, let's face it: if if, if Alex Jones were a baboon, he would one hundred percent be a, a fucking dumpster meat baboon.
1: For sure, yeah, like, n-
0: no question about it. And and that's and same with Roger Stone and Donald Trump and all these people. This is mm-hmm. this is that that's what they do. And so I don't know; it's a weird kind of tangent to get off no, on. No, but,
1: but I mean, yeah, and it's like I guess we're just at a point where it's like you just gotta hope that whatever they're telling us and whatever bullshit like they're telling us in that sense of like whatever kind of masks they're putting on and while they do their kayfabe and their fucking little battle battles mm-hmm. it out that like they don't take us all down with them you know yes <laughs> basically totally. yeah that they, yeah, that, that they, they take they each just, other out and they, they just be like wow that was t- kind of entertaining but fuck let's just go back to what we were doing <laughs> and just relax and chill
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy how like you know Joe Biden and Donald Trump gave each other tuberculosis from infected meat and died on the on the debate stage. But <laughs> whew, anyway, uh, let's um, let's let's start building a better world. I, I, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let, I sh- we should probably leave it at that. We I think That was a, a really good spot. Good
1: I mean, yeah, that was a that's yeah. a whirlwind of UFO craziness. But I mean, it's kind of like I don't know when you look into it and you really start to like take it apart. You're just like, whoa, this bleeds into a bunch of shit, and it's like it all is a part and parcel of all this other stuff. And you're just like, well, you can't unpeel one a bit one layer of the onion without peeling some other part off you know
0: no i know i really enjoyed your energy on this because you were you were really into it you cool. were on the okay. i you know i felt like I, I i was in the role that you're normally in where it's like you have to kind of parse some of the shit that i'm throwing out there and try to like give it a little context and it was nice to have that re- yeah that was a good that was a good talk
1: cool yeah i think so too all
0: right well i want to leave with the parting thought to everyone to look to the skies Mm-hmm. Consider the humanity uh, in your fellow uh, people and your fellow species and, and not to try to alien and other them. Try to have a positive thought about other other civilizations out there beyond our dimensional scope and do not be a dumpster baboon.
1: Yeah, and don't become a narc for Mufon either. We're going reporting on. Yeah, don't it.
0: become a Mufon narc. Or... Yeah, <laughs> because oh, those, those guys are, are yeah. creeps. Yeah, exactly.
1: But yep. All right. Cool. Cool. Adios. Later. Later. Bye. Traveled back in time as a result of entering a strange space time discontinuity
0: where they were then received as the white gods of ancient Sumerian and Babylonian legends. Amazing tales.